Hi folks, it's Dr. Christine Sauer here with Sparkles for Better Mental Health, Personal Growth in Five Dimensions. And today I'm really excited to have Elisa Bogart here with me and she's talking about confidence, I believe. Now, welcome Elisa. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, just talk about confidence. I'm so excited. Oh, and you look so confident. I love it. Now tell me your story uh, because usually... Uh, there's a story to tell and people do not become the person they are by just sitting around watching TV. So tell me what you did in your life, how you became so passionate about confidence. Oh, yeah, thank you. I um, well, I think that confidence is kind of like a, a journey. There's so many ups and downs and about uh, 20 years ago is kind of when the first time I gave myself permission to go after what I wanted and really kind of like broke through societal norms from just like, no, I'm going to do what I want. And it was to go traveling. And I ended up living abroad for 11 years, uh, traveling in Europe and living in the Netherlands and living in England. And it was in that um, transition where I moved from Amsterdam to England and I did the seven month backpacking trip. And um, I, yeah, so I got back, back from the backpacking trip and my boyfriend and I um, that I traveled with, we actually broke up as soon as we landed. Um, so I think we probably should have broken up before we went on the trip, but you know, we, we did it anyway. Um, and I took a courageous step to move to London because I was unhappy where I was. And I did that only to find myself, uh, like when I first moved there, I was, I was homeless because I had just moved. I didn't have a job yet. I was locally friendless. I knew maybe like two acquaintances. Um, I was broke because I had just been backpacking for seven months and I was heartbroken. And this was the first time that I felt the weight of depression. And I really consider this to be my, my rock bottom. My confidence in myself was just so low. And um, it wasn't until I was able to find a home, um, which kind of gave me a little spark of hope that maybe things were going to work out. And I remember lying on my, I had this, I rented a furnished apartment and it was like a small little love seat and it was so uncomfortable. And I was all scrunched up watching TV one evening. I was watching um, Ugly Betty and it wasn't even funny anymore. I couldn't even find it funny. And I noticed that my phone buzzed and I slowly like reached over and I grabbed it. And it was a text from a woman that I had met when I was traveling in Nepal. And she moved to London a few months after me. She wanted to meet up for a drink. And I remember just thinking like, that means I have to get up and shower and leave the house. And it's November in London. So it's cold and it's dark and it's rainy. And uh, I remember thinking that I was grateful to have a friend though, because I hadn't had met many of those yet. And uh, she sent me another, uh, another text suggesting that we go to this tea shop in Camden. And I think I stared at that phone for in that text, maybe like 10 minutes, just contemplating, what am I gonna say? I really, really didn't feel like leaving the couch. And then buzz, buzz, another text, because <laughs> she knew I wasn't doing anything. And I had no excuse really. So <clears throat> fine. Like, you know, I convinced myself that I'd go and I dragged myself off the couch and showered and went and met her. <clears throat> when I met her, she gave me this really warm, loving hug. And we went to this tea shop and it was so cute. It had like 
comfy armchairs and little tables and all the, the cups and saucers were those old sort of porcelain ones that were beautifully decorated. And um, I ordered a mint tea and it was like warm in my hands and it just, it smelled divine and it warmed me up from the inside. And we started chatting and she asked me what I wanted out of my life in London. And the relationship that I was in was actually a, an emotionally abusive one. So I hadn't been asked what I wanted in years. I, you know, didn't really think for myself much. And I was just completely stumped. What do I want? You know, I wasn't even sure who I was anymore. I did know that I, <clears throat> I felt really stuck and I was miserable and I didn't want to feel that way anymore. So I just, I gulped back my tears and, and she just, just suggested that I spend some time meditating on it. And it's this question that lifted me out of that low state, which is kind of like the, one of the bases of why I wanted to be a confidence coach was that, that question of what do you want? So many of us struggle with that question and it gave me the freedom to think for myself. And so I really started to evaluate my life, like every part of it. What did I want? Who did I want to be? Like, how did I want to show up in this world? And it went on like a, a two-year journey to figure it out. I mean, I think it's still, I think we're ever evolving, right? We're always changing and evolving. So who do I want to be now? I think it's it's always ongoing, but to kind of rebuild my life from the ground up from that low state. Um, <clears throat> I really started to go after what I wanted. I set goals for myself. I used meditation and affirmations to help myself with this, to really identify what I wanted out of my career. I read personal development books. And I learned a lot, but I learned it the hard way. You know, I didn't, I didn't get a coach or, or a mentor. I was, um, I was raised with the shame of getting help. You know, like you don't get help, you know, you've got to figure it out on your own. And um, so I just sort of stumbled through it and, and it took a long time. It took a long time to, to love myself and to speak my truth. It uh, it was kind of terrifying actually because I didn't have a proper communication tools and I know that I, I rubbed some people the wrong way when I was trying to set boundaries and <laughs> communicate them yeah but I discovered my values you know I really thought about what those were and I knew I wanted to start living to them and be the person that I wanted to be so and to be like my authentic self and not like the multitude of personas that I did these roles that I've been playing my entire life. I really had to like, be like, is that really me? Can I let go of that? You know, like we, I think we go through that a lot and it, it took courage. Right. And I really wish that I, that I had a support system or, you know, someone to share my struggles with, but um, yeah, I learned the hard way to break through these challenges and there's lots of ups and downs, but I did eventually find my confidence again and I found happiness. Yeah. Well, yeah. Confidence is, is an interesting concept because and nobody really starts not confident. A baby is 100% confident. And then it uh, stumbles in the world and it learns, well, walking is not that easy. And depending on the reaction of the parents, it gets confident or not confident in walking. <laughs> and that applies to all skills that we learn. How was mm -hmm. your childhood? Because let's wind back before that journey even, where you always confident before you went to Europe to the travel uh, I don't know if I was, I think I was in some ways and not in other ways. I definitely wasn't, um, confident with my voice and, and speaking my voice, um, and, uh, and, and knowing kind of how to, how to say things in the right way. Definitely. I was always like, I might upset people. So I'm, I just won't say anything. I'll just stay silent. So definitely not confident with that. Um, 
I guess there were, yeah, some things that I was, and I did have friends that I liked, but I think that, yeah, I think that a lot of my life, actually, I felt a bit insecure and not so confident. And I think um, many people grow up feeling insecure. It's typical for teenagers, of course. It's part of being a teenager is not knowing, hey, am I a child now? Am I adult? What's what's going on here with that life that I'm having in front of me? And it causes fear, right? What do you do when you're afraid? Mm, you can retreat. This is what I do. Usually yeah. people, when they're afraid, they... You, you kind of retreat back into your comfort zone, into what's safe and feels good and where you belong. And even if that is a place that maybe maybe isn't right for you. So when somebody comes to you that feels not confident and say, I, I, I can't get out to people and talk to strangers, it's scary. I, I don't know how to do it. What do you do? What's your process that to help them become confident? Yeah, I take them through a... Well, it's like, I think it's also like every journey, but yeah, I have like a 10 step system. So I use the word confidence and I made that into an acronym. And um, really I first start out with uh, the C is like confirm your desires. So it's like discover what your true motivation is and like what your vision is. What is that future self that you want to be? And can we get really crystal clear with that? And, and so that we have something to strive towards. And as a coach, I hold them at that. I'm like, I see this is you. And so I, I believe in them and I support them in that, even in those times where they may not see it themselves. And then, yeah, I help them figure out how they can like, all the tools they're going to learn, how they're going to incorporate into their lives. And then we look at mindfulness. We look at like every uh, session has like affirmations and journal prompts and meditations to really go inside and go internal and figure out what it is that you really want, you know, like kind of not have all that negative chatter, so much external influences on us, right? So if we can try to block that and just be like, well, what do I want? What is me? And then we really look at finding the true you and doing like an exercise to help people and doing this self-exploration and finding like, well, what are your values right now? What is important to you? And how can you start incorporating those things into your daily life? And then we start looking at other things like, okay, let's look at the things that we all kind of struggle with, like perfectionism. And I like to call that step imperfection. It's perfect because we're all perfectly imperfect. And, uh, and I think that can be really hard for some people to, to deal with. And so, um, so how can we look at that inner critic and those self-judgments and turn it into self-love, which I love doing with affirmations, you know, like how can you, what's a negative narr narrative that you say and how can you really um, like see it and acknowledge it and feel it and then find a better way of speaking to yourself about it so you can kind of go through that process anytime it kind of comes up um yeah and just how to sort of love yourself and then we look at sabotage which is a huge one self-sabotage you know especially you want to try something new like we were just talking about we retreat and uh and then we look at deconstructing worries like looking at fears looking at rejections like what are you worried about right now what are you concerned is going to happen and how can we deconstruct that and have a plan okay like if the worst happens this is what I could do to prevent it or to repair it if it happens and it's likely that they won't happen anyway but it's really good to kind of get it out on paper and be like oh these are my, my fears and my worries right now um and then look at and the next one is called um, experience ownership and so it's like how you know to admit mistakes that we make and can we take responsibility for our own experience Right. So this is like, I've been doing it in a way of self-compassion. 
because in almost everything that we do, we play a part in, in it, right? We can easily like externally maybe blame people, but if we can take a part in what we do and be like, you know what, this was my part and this help, this is what I can learn and grow from it. Mm -hmm. um, to really kind of kind of do that and do it in a humble way as well. Uh, and then we look at boundaries, which is like one of my favorites. How do you set boundaries with people? Because people may challenge you if you want to change. How do you set boundaries with yourself? Um, and using communication tools with that. Uh, and then we look at like, again, that aspiring future. So like, where are you now? And how do you like, what's that next step? How do you see yourself again? We sort of reevaluate that. And then we look at that evolution of like, okay, now that you feel so secure and you have all these tools and you know, you can do whatever you want. What is it that you want? And how can I help you with those next steps? That's like my whole process. <laughs> and that is really amazing. Uh, and, and it's very complex and it's very comprehensive. And uh, I think it, 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 it would work for people because what really people that need to know is how do I get more of what I want? And many people, I speak a lot to depressed people because from sad to sparkle, that's my specialty. And yeah. when I ask them, what do you want? I get everything they don't want. Right. <laughs> yes. And I have fun with them. And I always say, you know, your brain works like a car. You know, what you focus on, that's where it takes you. So when you go through a narrow lane lined by pylons and you focus on the lane in the middle, you get through it. If you focus on the pylon, you'll hit them 100% of the time. Right. It's so true. I love that. It's, it's kind of a fun way to explain how the brain works. And, and really, it is true. And that's where the affirmation that you mentioned come in. And I love affirmations if they are believable to the individual. That's one limitation of them. But Mm -hmm. It depends. You need somebody that knows how to help you build an affirmation that works for you. And not everything works. Somebody that's really depressed when you tell them, I'm happy and, and active, it won't work. No. <laughs> yeah. And the affirmations I really like to help people with is like, okay, well, what's that sort of narrative that happens a lot? You know, like if I think about me sort of growing up was, you know, I'm, I'm stupid. I'm too stupid for this. So if I try something new and it doesn't work, I, I'm not going to get it right. I'm not going to bother. I'm too stupid. And it's like, okay, well, that's a narrative that, that comes up a lot for me. So like, what's an affirmation that I could change that to? And maybe it could be, well, I'm learning as I go. You know, that's kinder. That's more compassionate. That's more loving. You know, I, I have everything I need to succeed. You know, I have all the tools and I just need to, and I know how to apply them because I'm a strong, intelligent, capable woman. Right. So even those like that. wonderful because those actually are the ones that people need and that work. Yes, exactly. And so I try to get them because sometimes you're like, I want to be a millionaire. I want to, I'm a millionaire. Like that, you know, <laughs> you're going to have these like wild kind of crazy things that that doesn't work. But if you can just. It, it's hey, really there's fun. nothing wrong with wanting to be a millionaire. No, not at all. Yeah. If, if you're willing to take step by step to get there, because uh, if you yeah. say to yourself, I am a millionaire, but in your bank account are $5. Well, that's right. not quite a good working affirmation. You can sit all day and meditate on it and it won't fill your bank account if you don't take the steps. Of exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, Elisa, if somebody that watches or listens to this episode, thinks, hey, Elisa makes a lot of sense. And that's really what I need. How can they contact you? Uh, yeah, you can go to my website, uh, inspirationbyelisa.com. And then there you can um, schedule a, a session with me, book a session, and we'll talk about 
you know, what you want for your life and uh, or your confidence and, and where, where you're at and see if the program's a good fit. Uh, you can also find me on social media um, at Inspiration by Elisa. That's awesome. And I'll make sure to share those things under the video and in the podcast show notes. So thank you. thank you so much for being on the show today, Elisa. It's a pleasure. Confidence makes you sparkle. Let's sparkle yeah. together and make fireworks. <laughs> yes, let's make fireworks. Go get your sparkle. You can do it. It's there. It's within you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thank you so much, Elisa. Good luck. When you combine modern science, ancient wisdom, nature experience and love, magic happens. I'm Dr. Christine Sauer, physician, naturopath, coach, human. It feels like magic to my clients and their lives are transformed through the skills combination of natural and human sciences, ancient philosophies and caring human-to-human -human interaction. Discover this kind of modern wizardry and let's prepare powerful healing potions together. Come and enter our wonderful world of wellness.